guys, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. Uh, so, Penny, you know I recently made my own Ouija board. I, I do know this. And uh, obviously you and I have talked about Ouija boards before. Uh, if you have not listened to episode two, listeners, go back and check that out because Penny go gives us... Way back. <laughs> way, way, way back. Um, Penny gives us a great history of all things Ouija boards uh, in that episode. But uh, as I was preparing to make my own Ouija board, I was doing a little more research and I found this really weird, interesting tidbit linked to my home state. And since you have given us all kinds of great, weird Wisconsin stuff, I thought it was about time I gave you some macabre Missouri. <laughs> mm, intriguing. So uh, I will start with a question. Have you ever heard of Patience Worth? Oh, I don't believe so. Oh, I can't wait to tell you all about her. Oh, I want to learn. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Patience was allegedly a spirit who produced several novels, poetry, and prose starting in 1913. Mm. But before we can uh, get to know Patience, we need to get to know a little lady named Pearl Curran. And Pearl, uh, born Pearl Lenore Pollard, was uh, kind of just a, a very average young woman. Uh, she was an average student, and she dropped out of her high school her first year due to uh, what she later claimed was a nervous breakdown <laughs> due to strenuous academic circumstances, uh, which, like, we get it, Pearl, relatable. Yeah, indeed. Um, and then her, her family moved to St. Louis when she was 14. So my my neck of, well, not my neck of the woods, but yeah, basically. Very, very close. <laughs> the general um, vicinity. Yeah. And when she got to St. Louis, she tried to re-enter the school system and got basically held back in a lower grade due to her lack of education and that got her really discouraged so she left school again she never really received a full education um she did however have kind of a gift for music so she spent the better part of her like early years in her teens and early 20s teaching music lessons around the midwest um then the, this all, uh, I promise this is all important information. <laughs> so hold on here. So uh, then at 24, she married John Howard Curran and they, he was not wealthy. Like they lived a really comfortable life, but all of this information is to basically preface that neither of them were particularly well read or traveled. They didn't have like access to hanging out with a lot of like you know, well-studied people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were just very middle-class St. Louis citizens. So then in the beginning of July in 1912, Pearl and her mother and a friend, Emily Grant Hutchings, were uh, messing around with a, a Ouija board that I, it said it was a friend's, but then I think maybe it was her mother's. I don't quite understand because anyway <laughs> um during it was someone's ouija board it was someone's ouija board um and you know this was a time as we have discussed before where this was not a, a big deal a lot of people did this mm -hmm. it was like a fun little game people would just mess with um but this particular day they had apparently made contact with one of emily the friend's relatives 
And so Emily went out and got her own Ouija board and then was taking it back and forth to Pearl's to kind of continue the communications with her, her relative that she had made contact with. Um, through these sessions, though, almost a year later, in June of 1913, a communication came through from Pat C, was the, the name it spelled, and Pearl continued to try to connect with this entity. Uh, then on July 8th, 1913, she claims the board seemed to be possessed with an unusual strength and communications began with a woman named Patience Worth. So uh, it was said that on this day, the board spelled out, Many moons ago I lived, again I come, Patience Worth is my name. And then through Pearl, <laughs> Patience claimed to be this unmarried English woman who had emigrated to Nantucket Island in the late 1600s and was killed in an Indian raid. Um, and she told Pearl that for three centuries, she had been searching for a vessel to help bring her literary ambition to light, and that Pearl was the person that she had been looking for. Um, so this is interesting (laughs) Um, that's a that's a bold a bold spirit yes and of course you know we we've set up that pearl has had possibly one nervous breakdown at this point (laughs) in her life um so there is a lot of skepticism about she she was a you know kind of known to be a, a particularly nervous person um so there was you know questions about well is this mental illness is this you know um just a a, a, a kind of what do, you, what do you call it like a publicity stunt mm-hmm. type thing but this is where this gets very interesting so uh f- from here pearl who we've established has little to no education <laughs> uh starts dictating through patience these historical novels, poems, prose, and everything that is being written is being published and embraced by like mainstream scholars as these incredible authentic examples of early American literature. Um, And it's coming like like nothing to her she Mm -hmm. wrote nearly four million words between 1913 and 1937 and she would be some evenings like working on a novel a poem and a play simultaneously alternating dictation from one to another without like missing a beat at all (laughs) um and the the figure the the ghost writer as it were (laughs) uh patience worth ends up becoming commended as this like incredible writer by like organizations uh, like the joint committee of literary arts in new york like esteemed groups are like this is one of the greatest writers of this time um and weirdly because we're also kind of at the height of the spiritualism uh, movement in america Mm -hmm. uh, readers and critics alike are kind of like well 
I guess this is written by a woman who's been dead for two and a half centuries. <laughs> like everyone just kind of got everyone's together. Like, seems and seems like, about right. Seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I, I, I mean, I guess we can't speak to it because we weren't alive at this point. But like, I think if what what would you think if someone comes and starts publishing articles saying they're written by a ghost? What's your immediate reaction? Oh man. Um. <laughs> I, I mean, I would be like, that seems unlikely. <laughs> right. Same. Same. So I'm reading about this and I'm like, mm, okay, what's the what's the catch? But that's why like, it was important that we set up this background, that she has like mm-hmm. very little education. Because no one can account for the like literary genius that's coming from the Ouija board, supposedly. Um, and sure, right, she could be pulling this hoax in private. Like, have somebody play in the scenes in the background who's helping her write or whatever the wild thing is she would do this publicly Mm -hmm. so pearl traveled the country giving performances starring patients and like night after night she would sit with her little ouija board and her husband john would record patients words in, in like shorthand and people who witnessed these performances who were like bigwigs, like scholars, politicians, big, like successful writers. All of them were like, we just saw a miracle. Um, and years later, Otto Heller, who was like the dean of the graduate school at Wash U in St. Louis, um, he, like recalling it, would say, like, I still confess, like, I completely am baffled by that experience. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when she, when she's like, for these like later ones is this all coming through the Ouija is the suggestion that's all coming through the Ouija board or is she like I made contact with this lady through the Ouija board and now she like possesses me so the Ouija board is always present Mm -hmm. um and there the I think the idea is that she makes initial contact Mm -hmm. um but there's also accounts where or sorry pearl pearl patience patience pearl uh pearl would say that she would get this like strong sensation like a pressure in her head and that like visions would start coming through to her of like patients speaking and then she would see the scenes of the books and things like lay out in front of her and that the planchette would be like scribbling like running amok on its own in the in the corner Mm -hmm. um and I do find this interesting. I don't remember if it was you. Who was I talking about this with? That the the planchette. Actually, this also this is probably I know exactly where this is from. This is from Miranda Zine. <laughs> Again, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about Miranda's hey. uh, Halloween Zine the last couple of days. Definitely check it out. Um, but uh, that the planchette originally was like a writing utensil. Mm-hmm. And then it had like a little pen in it and yeah. it would like scribble, right? So I do find that idea interesting that like the planchette's kind of going as if Patience is like writing furiously. <laughs> I think that's kind of fun and cute. Um, but the so we're actually we're going to get a little bit into kind of the experience here of oh, what, right. it, what it would look like. So um the first thing I have, the, the noted example of um, the the performances specifically where she was like out doing this, um, someone recorded 
the events that took place and stated that Pearl was able to dictate a 5,000 word story that made perfect like structural sense in just under three hours without any pauses or mistakes. So like just rattling it off. Mm -hmm. Um, Pearl also apparently was able to like do tasks simultaneously. So people said she would be like writing a letter while simultaneously dictating a story or poem directly from quote patients um so that's inter. it's like there was this kind of split going on mm-hmm. um but the other thing that had scholars like particularly dumbfounded by her <laughs> is that the the poetry had literary formats and language that were specific to 17th century literature and they, you know, there were all these skeptics and people trying to debunk patients and prove that Pearl was a fraud. But having examined patients's work, there was this like deep knowledge of plants and customs and clothing and food and things from a specific time and place in England that like a housewife from St. Louis would have really no way of knowing and that she was able to pearl was able to draw on this like vast knowledge without hesitation like if someone asked her about something she would be able to pull it immediately um so it's not like she was you know going home and studying mm-hmm. <laughs> um so after like a ton of analyzation the works of both the them together i guess uh were found to be like highly accurate in historical detail and written in such a way that only like someone with a very intimate knowledge of that time period could have created them so um (laughs) this was also funny there were uh several accounts of patients getting like frustrated (laughs) with (laughs) pearl um because pearl was unfortunate like not a nice way to put it but like people in a lot of the articles basically kept saying she was like a simple person like she wasn't very bright and so patients would be like you know dictating and pearl would like not know the meaning of a word or not know how to spell the word and patients like would get f- exasperated and like ain't not not mean with her but like frustrated with her yeah. um and there was an account where pearl there were uh, they were talking about a yellow hammer and Pearl didn't know what a yellow hammer was. And Patience got, like, really frustrated with her. She's like, everybody knows what a yellow hammer is if you're, like, from this area. And they looked it up in, like, an encyclopedia, Pearl and her husband. And it was, like, this very specific bird to the specific region of England where Patience was supposedly from originally. Um, I don't know. Just very weird, interesting yeah. things like that. So, uh And even though this kind of, you know, in a lot of ways seems like the best con in history, (laughs) the Currens never charged, like, admission or anything to see Pearl do this with Mm -hmm. patients. And it wasn't like a seance show, like what you and I talked about in the the seance episode where, you know, they're in, like, a, a dimly lit room with candles and they're, like, calling on the spirit it wasn't like dramatized like that. Pearl yeah. would just be sitting in like broad daylight in a well-lit room with like a notepad or a typewriter in front of her and would just be like, <laughs> I love this picture. People, they, they said she would often just be like eating or like having tea or a cigarette <laughs> <laughs> and just like talking with patients and dictating the words. Um, so 
yeah, and that's where kind of coming back to when you asked about the the board, it wasn't um, it it wasn't supposed to necessarily be like a seance. Yeah, I guess is what I'm saying. Like she was not, you know, sitting there with her hands on the planchette and it like running all over the place. But the the board was meant to be the initial point of communication for them. Yeah, I was just like, it would take an extremely long time to get a whole story through, like, a planchette right. moving around. I'm like, girl, that would take hours. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, so uh, apparently she was having these, like, visions, and she could see the whole story, and she said she would, like, sometimes see two characters that would be speaking to each other in a different language, and then patients would like kind of come in over the top and be like translating the conversation into dialogue and all these things very i i do find it very interesting it reminds me very much of like that little boy that was like a claimed to be like a reincarnated world war ii pilot oh yeah you know a world war one I, I don't remember but um you do, I mean, well, you don't. I do. <laughs> I do wonder if, like, these two women had some kind of, like, connection through history. Like, you know, and that maybe that's why she was waiting for this particular person to do this. I don't know. I, I think it's, it. I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. I think weirder things have happened. Um, but any who's it. Uh, if this isn't already, this would make for a great episode of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> it would. This and does I'm... sound very, very Unsolved Mysteries. I can picture the reenactment right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's why I thought maybe you might have heard. I mean, b- between your love of Ouija boards and uh, your love of Unsolved Mysteries, I was like, if she's heard of this, it's probably an Unsolved Mysteries episode. <laughs> because it's very much giving, like, did Jesus build this staircase? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now now that you're talking about it, I feel like I have, like, heard of, like, oh, there was a ghost that wrote novels. But, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, the details of the yeah. story. And apparently it was almost made into a movie a few years ago. I would love Ooh. to see this as a, a period piece, like a film or a, a like a BBC mini series or something. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. love somebody give us Ghost Rider. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. But Classic. yeah, no one ever really like came to a real understanding or explanation of what was happening between Pearl and Patience. If it was a hoax, if it was, you know. I mean, Pearl never, I do find it interesting how, like, because this is kind of that time frame, right, where just kind of depending on how the information was presented, this woman could have very well have ended up in, like, a mental asylum. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> if if she had not gained all this accreditation and been, like, a, a, a celebrity, uh, she very well could, her story could have been very different. Um, but, uh, basically to, to wrap up the end of uh, how this kind of came, uh, after like years and year, I think it was like 20 years that she did this, which is a long freaking time. Also, time. like if this was a, a hoax, which I don't even know how you would hoax this unless she was secretly a genius and had been hiding it since she was like 12, which doesn't really make sense to me either. Um, but after like 20 years their connection kind of started to 
break away and a lot of people believe it was because pearl got pregnant for the first time um when she was 39 dang which like in the olden days i was gonna say in 1913 you're dead at 39 like (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy um she also lost her mother and her husband around um you know in in, around these like not right next to when she was pregnant but like within a a few year span all this stuff kind of happened and so um they people kind of believe that she just stepped away from that during that time but uh it it, still uh, they wrote over five thousand pieces of work together um and were like i said highly acclaimed and they hold like this very important space in american literature even though it's kind of like forgotten now yeah um if you read any of these there's lots there's lots and lots of articles about this it's very fascinating um like people who you know dedicate their lives to studying this era of literature like this is really crazy good stuff (laughs) (laughs) um and I just, I think it's so very cool. And of, of course, you know, also a time where we weren't getting a lot of like recognition for female writers either. Um, like women were still publishing or trying to publish under male names to get any kind of acclaim. Right. Um, I, I, I appreciate that it's, that it's both, both women, like yeah, that it's a, also a, a woman lady ghost. ghost author. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So very cool. Uh, I, I'm very excited. I happened upon this accidentally and I'm really excited about it. I, I texted Andrew and Devin because I was like, <laughs> do you guys know about this? Uh, Cause they're from St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know your best Halloween ever, they, they are not far from me here and they didn't know anything about it either. And I was like, man, we need to find out if there's any kind of like historical sites or anything dedicated to her yeah, in St. Louis. Seems, Cause seems I would like really like would to, be. yeah, I'd like to visit and find out everything i can because i think she's just an interesting lady even if she's kooky (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 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 really interesting to me obviously obviously as everyone knows i am not really a ghost person um but (laughs) me shocking um but it it does i feel like a lot of people like as as someone who is a writer and like you know consumes a lot of writing stuff a lot of people do really like kind of conceive of their creativity in this very separate Mm -hmm. sort of way like you hear people talk a lot about the idea that like a character just like showed up in your brain one day or that you like are seeing the scene happen and that it comes to you or you know people talk about their muse a lot Mm -hmm. and I just kind of think that it's interesting from from that perspective like even that, you know, maybe you're... Like, if this was the only way she could tap into that part of herself. Yeah, or even if, like, I mean, maybe she 100... Maybe she was not doing any kind of fraud, but she was like, oh, yeah, these ideas come to my head, and I don't think of myself as a creative person, so it must mm-hmm. it must be Patience who's doing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, even if she was, like, off her rocker, like, so was Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, some of the most, like, creative and like well uh acclaimed writers were pretty mentally ill so yeah there's there's definitely there's definitely like a triangle of like creativity magic and being kind of (laughs) kooky so and and you might you might go towards any of those points more in your in your your life in your journey yeah (laughs) so yeah she she uh 
regardless of whether or not this is true, she's a very interesting person, and I I think it's a a very cool, spooky thing. I I definitely want to check out some of her books and poetry now. Yeah, <laughs> that may, I mean, maybe like I should I should read. I want to I want to read a book that was maybe written by a ghost. Maybe written by a ghost. Yeah. So if you want to if you want to check out some work maybe written by a ghost, uh Google Patience Worth and let us know. What do you think? Do you think that uh she was communing with spirits beyond the grave or that she was just a lady with a spicy little brain? <laughs> <laughs> But this was a bit of a short one, but that is what I have for you today. Uh, If y'all are enjoying listening to Ghoul's Night In, we would so appreciate it if you would consider leaving us a rating or a review wherever you listen to this podcast. Um, We are currently fresh out of hot reviews to read here. (laughs) So uh, leave leave us a tasty one. Commune with a ghost. Leave us one from beyond the grave. Yes, yes. If you listen with any ghosts, let them <laughs> let them possess you and leave a review on Apple iTunes. We would love it. Uh, and if you would like to get more content from us here, you can follow us over on the Instagram page at Ghouls Night in Pod. And if you're looking for me, you can find me across all platforms at Midge Munster. And you can find me at Penny Snark. And until next time, goodbye.